Here he is from TSN, Dave Reed. How you doing, Dave? Good, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on today. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing pretty well. We were talking about the goaltending and always probably going to get into whether or not one of them will ever establish the themselves. By the way, me and Reed are cracked iron together before. Is that right? At the gym in Phoenix, NHLPA meetings, we got a solid workout in. Really? It was a guilt workout. <laughs> well. You don't have to throw us under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the PA meetings, I don't remember the PA meetings, uh, not, not including some social time and getting to know uh, players around the league. Yeah, it's always a, just an excuse to get down there, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah. it's so funny how all these big meetings are in, like, Florida yeah, or California. <clears throat> they're not in uh, this same one, This same meeting, I can remember Bob Goodnow pulling me aside saying, tomorrow morning is very, very important for all the younger players here to be there and listen and listen carefully. And sure enough, me and my brother... Got home at four in the morning and didn't even. Try, I didn't even show up. I wasn't even there. <laughs> <laughs> I felt horrible. I didn't even go. I was like, I didn't show up. There's a card carrying member. Of I the avoided PA. Bob Goodenow for three days afterwards. How scary was he, Dave? Bob Goodenow. Uh, you know what? He he always seemed to want to get involved in a argument slash discussion, uh, and he was such a sharp guy. I was a player up all the time, and and you, you really had to watch that uh, when you were speaking with him. You know that that you knew what you were talking about because if you started talking and even being a player, if you started talking and and he felt you were unsure of what you were communicating to him, oh boy! So uh, most guys just kind of smiled and nodded when Bob spoke him, and because it was all new to most of us at that time, this was still early in the days of the the new player association. But uh, yeah, he he could be a very intimidating guy, even when he was on your side. I wouldn't want to be against him, put it that way. I was reading over the weekend uh, Larry Brooks reporting that the salary cap may not go up next season because of the Canadian dollar and how it's sinking. They may make some adjustments, and some people have been projecting that it was going to go up four, five, six million. Some people even north of ten million. And if that's the case, look out because there's a lot of teams that were banking on significant room and more flexibility. And if the cap doesn't go up. That's going to be an interesting summer, won't it, Dave? I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to have to shed money again like we've seen the past couple of years. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Brian. There were there are teams that were anticipating uh, it going higher. There were teams who were anticipating it being higher, a couple million higher than it was this year and were a little disappointed when it went down to 69. So um, I, I think those teams that are uh, that are always pushing the envelope, trying to you know max out or get the best players possible, um, are looking, saying, you know what, the business of hockey is doing extremely well. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to see the cap go up. So let's move along. It's still a little, it's still a little early, a little premature to to figure out where it's going to go. But I, I know that there are some teams going, Dad, this can't happen. Come on, this, there's no way. It's got to go up. Because their salaries and the contracts, the, the raises that the players are going to get are going to reflect the higher salary cap that teams anticipated. Uh, that people didn't anticipate the cap going down just because the the business has been going so well. But, uh, yeah, there there could be some teams scrambling. Could be a couple of good players available, though, too. Absolutely. Big time. Reader, we were talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs decor, and if they raise their level 10 20% and play better, maybe the Leafs have a chance of being a playoff team. Do you have a belief that those six defensemen they put out there night in and night out can bring 20 or 30 more percent? Can they be good enough to be a you know looked at as a solid six pack of D man? 
I think they can, um, but I look at it with with the Leafs as they have to simplify it. You know, you can't allow Gardner and Morgan Riley to just go end to end and do whatever they want. And I know, but Reader, really haven't we been trying it? to simplify it for almost a year and a half now? When do they well, actually it, it, start simplifying it? They have been, but there are some new personnel in there. I mean, Polak is a good addition. Robodeau, I think, is still trying to find himself after his injuries last year, but he's a good veteran influence that can bring in um, some stabilizing positive thoughts to some of the guys. Um, reducing ice time up to enough is definitely helpful. I think they can do it. It's, it's just they have to understand that uh, as the players, not the team, because I'm sure the team understands. I'm sure the coaching staff and management understand, but the players have to really understand simplify it, get the puck to the forwards as fast as possible, good outs, good tape, tape passes, and away we go. And even watching yesterday's game, uh, late in the game, uh, Morgan Riley decided not to pinch. You know, the puck kind of popped out, and you could see it was at the blue line, and he was one of those tweeners. It was like, oh, I could go and maybe get a shot. And, and the, everybody kind of collapsed to the net. The puck popped out just to just below the top of the circle, and he was – Oh, should I go? And he made the the right decision, and he backpedaled and kind of brought back. Uh, it was a three on three by the time they got to their own blue line, and this was with the two goal lead. And I'm watching, thinking, good decision. You know, there's a young player who's realizing, okay, now is not the time for me to go up. And that's the type of thing that if they can understand um, and keep it simple, get the puck to the forwards as fast as possible. And on the other side, the forwards have to be very supportive of the D. I mean, I always look at Patrick Waugh in the Avalanche last year. I mean, he had a group of defensemen there that were predominantly American hockey leaguers. Uh, there were about four of them who played most of the most of their career, over two, 300 games in the American Hockey League. Their game plan, if you watch the practices, was get the puck out of their zone as fast as possible. Let the forwards take it, whether it was a, a bank off the boards, a bank off the glass, a D to D and up, a quick up. But uh, watching some of the practices, their D hardly touched the puck. If they did, it was quick one touches, get it to the forwards. The forwards understood the responsibility they had to have to come back to get the puck from the defenseman and get the heck out of the zone. So it's a kind of a combination of both. I've seen a lot of times where the Leafs defense will look up to make a, make a simple play, make that quick pass up the middle to, ex- to exit the zone, and, and the forward is 20 feet higher than he should be. And now the defender is probably 10 feet closer than he should be rather than the 20 foot gap or 25 foot gap. There's a 10 foot gap. So the defenseman can't pass the puck. If he does, it's, it's a real panic play and there's a turnover. So it's a combination of both. I think the defense and the leaf on the Leafs you know, definitely have the skill to do it, but the way that the team is structured and, and the skill level of everybody, they have to do it together. Their forwards have to buy into, I'm going to come back low and sometimes I might just have to chip it out, pick it up off the glass in a foot race, and away we go. But I like that uh, philosophy of just getting the puck to the forwards and get out as quick yeah. as possible. But when you preach that, it's almost like they have a real difficult time when they get a big, heavy team that has that cycle pressure. They almost they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Well, and the forwards but, factor in. Like, that first goal, JVR was at the other blue line. Like, he took off. But I want to know what, if that was a set play where he was just going to go eliminate the D and tra- try to create a chance... Because it may have been because they won that draw clean. That's and, right. And, and maybe that's his assignment to just go eliminate the D. Right. And ultimately, it was just a great job by the forward that providing that back pressure to get to that puck. Yeah, no question. It's really a combination of everything. And, and the strategy you've got, like you said, if sometimes when you're playing a, a team that has a heavier forecheck, you want to stretch a, a forward quickly, which will create the gap between you know the, their defenseman and their forward. And that's where a chip off the glass behind the initial pressure, the, the, the initial rush, 
fire the puck just behind that first pressure. Then you've got two forwards who should be able to get to that side of the ice to pick it up. And sometimes the indirect pass off the boards of the glass is the best thing if you're feeling there's pressure. But I think in today's game, a lot of players feel they have to make a tape to tape. They have to make a good play or a pretty play rather than making the simple play. I mean, we, we won a cup in Dallas. We had a heck of a lot of good players, but we did a double bump. It was you come up, you get it, you bump it off the, off the boards, your far winger stretches, so I'd be the left winger. The left side B would get it. He'd throw up to me. I'd bump it off the boards. Our far winger would come pick it up. If he got pinched on my side of the ice, he'd chip it off the boards again at the far blue end. By this time, our centerman and maybe a defenseman have moved up on the play. Not tape the tape all the way up the ice. Sometimes it, it works by creating a big enough gap on the opposition that you've now got areas of open ice where you want to put the puck and you want to skate into it. And those are things that, you know, I think in that situation, the things that the Leafs are looking at doing, and if you want to get away from that heavy, hard forecheck, it's get rid of the puck as fast as possible. And sometimes that just means getting up in the glass and out, but your forwards have to understand where the play is going. If your left defenseman's got it and he's throwing it up the boards, your forwards can't be over on the right side of the ice anticipating a tape to taper when they know, hey, we're just getting the puck out. So that's where the, that, that's where the communication and, the, and that group of forwards really have to uh, understand the team they're playing against and be able to help their D out. And if they can get there, well, they've got all the skill to be as good as anybody else in the East to get into the playoffs. Oh, yeah, they can score, and, and the goaltending is going to be there. It's it's the defensive side of the play, and we've been talking about that for quite some time, and we'll we'll see how it develops over the course of the season. Thanks, Reader. Really appreciate you taking time, man. Hey, great talking to you guys. Anytime, thanks. Dave Reed, longtime NHLer, TSN hockey analyst.